Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. Of course, I'm your host, Michael Lavelle. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, another week. Uh, you know, I told somebody that uh, I went in fantasy 3-0. My Atlanta Falcons won. My Atlanta Hawks won. Uh, my wife is a lawyer. I know my father. Like, I don't have too much to complain about this week. I really don't. I really don't. It's a great time. Of course, I always enjoy having to record this podcast and uh, talk sports the way that I want to talk sports and, and, and enjoy myself. And of course, every week I always have a guest that joins me. Uh, another week, uh, this is this is a special guest. I know I always say that, but uh, this is somebody who has known me for a long time. Hopefully, he won't tell you no stories. Uh, but this is this is a good 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 dude, man. That you'll get to know for the next hour on this podcast here. This is one of my good, good best friends, Cliff. What up, boy? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? All right, man. Cliff is 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 good people, funny, and he will tell you a lie if he try to tell you a story about me. He will tell you a lie. It ain't gonna be a lie. It ain't gonna be a lie. It's gonna be the full <laughs> truth. Nothing but it. All right, so uh, as we get started, man, we'll jump right into it. Like I said, I had a good week, man. You know, but we always try to start the show off cleanse ourselves, get the negative energy off our chest. So we always have our got beef section. Uh, usually I started off, but I want to start off with you because you got something that you really got beef with. Listen, so I got beef. I'm watching the game, the Falcons, my Falcons, and I realized that the Falcons play a zone defense. Okay, yeah. Got beef. So Green Bay – they just dumping the ball off five, seven, ten, five, seven, ten, five, seven, ten. And I'm like, what is going on? So then I talked to my homeboy about it. We, he going he gonna, to he gonna remain nameless. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I talked to my homeboy about it, and he explains to me the zone defense and why the Falcons like the zone defense. So what I'm getting from this is <clears throat> the Falcons are okay with a team catching the ball for 5-7-10, and they will stop them after they catch the ball for 5, 7, or 10 yards. Am I understanding this correctly? This is true. This is true. That Seattle Dan Quinn defense. Yep. Okay. So my problem with that is just, just being around football most of my life. My dad played a little football. My problem with that is as a defender, my goal – is to stop you from catching the ball and yeah. gaining five, seven, or ten. Yeah. So how is it okay for you to catch the ball for five to seven or ten? I guess I, I just don't understand that. That's my beef for this week. I don't understand the Falcons zone defense. Somebody help me. But would you say that the Seattle defense works? Yes. It's the same defense. <laughs> 
It's the same defense, but it ain't working for the Falcons. I mean, okay, okay. So, so we have defensive coaches, right? Yeah. We got a defensive coordinator who sits in the box and looks down at the field mm-hmm. and see them catching this five to seven ten every week. Richard Smith. Yeah. Every single week. So, at what point do you say this five to seven ten ain't working? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a good question, man. I don't know. That's 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 my beef with it. I don't, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't know, man. Um, I will say I, I was excited when Dan Quinn came on because he was going to bring that Seattle defense. Right. Uh, but we don't play it like Seattle. We don't. Uh, and I think a lot of that is we just don't have the talent that Seattle has accumulated over the years. You know, because they weren't that good on defense. They had to keep getting the pieces they wanted. Right. You, you're man, right. it's hard to watch. It now. is. It is, and and like you said, Seattle Seattle played it played it amazingly. It was it was an excellent defense, but I kind of compare it to when I put a pair of Jordans on. I ain't gonna ball like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good analogy. <laughs> so you Hold know, on, I got. If you are new to this podcast, then you will know that I like to be creative with the title of my shows, and I often let my guests. And their normal conversation, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the title of the show. The title of this show will be, <laughs> I ain't expecting the ball like Jordan. That's right. I yeah. like that. That's what it is. That's the I name like of the show. That. It's going to be, I ain't expecting the ball like Jordan. But you're right, though. I mean, you can't insert defense and then make it work. I, I would prefer that if he's a defensive, uh, if he's a defensive guide and you know what I'm saying alter it until you get the pieces you want good point you know uh I mean teams don't even they they look at our defense they find where's Desmond Trufant all right he over there I right, got the rest of the field to throw and, and they know I got a five-yard drag or a six-yard drag right here every time it's first downs time. galore every single time you know uh, and basically the Falcons are almost waiting for the team to mess up or waiting for our pass rush to get there Yep, that's true. When that's you play true. a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Phillip Rivers, you know, they just going to carve you up, and that's what happens. That's what happens. And it's going to cost us a lot of games, I'm just being honest. To me, it's already cost us. I mean, I don't think that Russell Wilson played that great during that game. He just took what was in front of him. That's right. I don't think Phillip Five, Rivers. seven, ten. You know, Phillip Rivers scorched us. Aaron Rodgers scorched us. Those, those are upper echelon quarterbacks, man, you know. It ain't a whole, I, I agree that, you know, things got to change, man. But I don't think it's going to change. We just got to suck it up and just accept it. just got to deal with it. All the offense got to know is you got to score more points than the other team because we can't stop nobody. That's right. That's it. That's right. I like that rant. I like that. Um, I got beef with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know how hard it is to watch another team march up and down the field at will? At will. 14 plays in one drive, and they just score a touchdown. It's that's crazy. Insanity. That's what it is. It is. All right. So. Insanity. The definition of insanity is, don't quote me, doing something stupid, the same thing over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. And that's running that zone yeah. defense. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right, man. So we're on the topic of football, and I got I to gotta, uh, beef with something, man. I'm a hater, okay? I hate on certain things. I don't mind being a hater because I think I'm a logical one. 
I'll let you know I'm a hater. I'm not going to fake like I'm not. This I is hate true. things like LeBron James. I Very just do. I'm a hater as well. Um, you know, I hate the New York Yankees. You know what I'm saying? I'm a half hater on that. Yeah. Uh, I hate the New England Patriots. So, uh, here's, my, here's my thing. I have beef with the fact that the New England Patriots are looked at in such a positive light. The only positive thing about the New England Patriots is that they win consistently. That is it. But for a team to have been accused and found guilty of cheating twice, uh, for a team to have have some questionable guys who are no, were once known as dirty players, Rodney Harrison, I don't understand how we still look at them in such a positive light when other teams, if they do that, they'll be ousted up out the league. You I get agree. caught cheating, cheating twice, and you're a coach like, let's say, Mike Tomlin. You out of here. You won't get another job in NFL. Belichick keeps a job. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is arguably known as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I'm not hating that because he wins. I'm just going to say, all right, cool. You one of the best ever. But don't come to me talking about how he is the best ever when I've seen his backups come in and do the exact same thing and win. I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. I'm just saying it's supposed to be a big difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, and it's not. It's supposed to be a big difference between Matt Castle and Tom Brady, and it wasn't. All right? I don't understand how we continue to say Tom Brady is so great and ignore that Belichick is such a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got beef with all that. I'm not saying that you don't have to, you know, if you like the Patriots, root for them. I don't care. I'm going to hate on them anyway. The <laughs> logo is stupid. It doesn't make sense. And to be honest, it's a dumb team name, the New England Patriots. Call yourself something relevant to your city, like the New England Clam Chowders or something. I don't want, I, I hate them. And I'm not going to hate you for liking them, but don't come to me talking to these absolutes. Like, the only thing you can tell me is that this team wins and this team is a dynasty. Other than that, don't come to me talking about Tom Brady better than uh, Dan Marino and, and, and Steve Young and all these other greats that I've watched. You know what I'm saying? When Tom Brady is very similar to Matt Castle when they played. I'm sorry. It's just true. And guess what, Mike? What's that? The New England Patriots, their color blue is ugly. Just it's not, even a, it's not even a real blue. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> it's not a real blue? It's not even a real blue. All right, there it is, man. A podcast for Home Field Advantage has told y'all that it's not even a real blue, so you can't trust nobody that doesn't use a real blue color. Exactly. You're not supposed to. I'm just letting you know what it is. They cheated and got that blue. That ain't even a real blue. <laughs> So listen, man, I'm just saying, think about it. How many coaches you know that may have been winners time or two? Let's say Pete Carroll. Okay. Pete Carroll gets caught cheating right now. Mm -hmm. Twice. Mm -hmm. And gets disciplined twice. Mm -hmm. Do you think Pete Carroll stays in the league? No. I'm just saying New England Patriots are chosen by the NFL. Uh, We look at all these guys that do all this, uh, they get in trouble. Um, Josh Gordon. Um, uh, oh, what's my what's my guy from Texas A and M? The quarterback. Um, he used to play for the Cleveland Browns. Why can't I remember this guy's name? Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel. 
He got in trouble because he partied so much. <laughs> uh, have you ball. seen Gronkowski? True. That boy parties. He parties hard. He has a party bus. Now he has a party boat. Uh, he celebrates. He over-celebrates. He does everything that other people get in trouble for, but he don't get in trouble. The New England Patriots don't get in trouble. No, not at all. Not at all. What's What's my guy name who shot himself? Shot himself. And, Plaxico and, and went and went to jail. Plaxico Burris. He shot himself and went to jail himself. D- did he even play in the league anymore after that? Plaxico. I want to say he did. He shot himself and went to jail. But they but they had to lock Aaron Hernandez up. He killed like thirty two people. That's true. Aaron Hernandez was a real deal gangster. And after he killed the people, like he played football that Sunday. Yeah, true. And it was not a problem. They Gang. had to lock him up. Gangland. Gangland. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watch Gangland, but that is a crazy show. You want to be scared of your city? Watch Gangland and let them come up with one of the gangs in your city. Man. Why, why you be a little paranoid when you go down the street? You looking both ways. <laughs> you be like, I, I know that symbol on that wall. <laughs> This is the G's up community. I need to get. I need to go the other way. Oh yeah, that was Aaron Hernandez. He was full out gangster up in New England, man. Nobody said nothing. nothing. I forgot about Aaron Hernandez. Nothing. Aaron Hernandez had bodies on top of bodies. I hope he don't listen to this because I'm not hating Aaron Hernandez. I'm not nah, talking don't want about no you. I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems with you. I, I just got no a problem, problem with Tom Brady. That's right. That's it. That's Not it. a problem with Aaron Hernandez. Matter of fact, Aaron Hernandez is a great individual. I think he's misunderstood. He is. We're just going to say that. <laughs> he got too many, too many bodies for me to slander him. All right. right. All right, man. That's the got beef section, man. We'll jump all into it, man. It, this this uh, main topic or, or one of the main topics we're going to talk about today kind of deals with football because uh, I don't know if you saw recently this week, uh, Seattle is complaining because they seemingly got cheated. Uh, with some defensive pass interference that wasn't called or that was called, and it, it really wasn't there. I'll be honest. I looked at the game. It wasn't there. Uh, but, you know, kind of get <laughs> – you read what you sow. You know, Seattle was also a part of uh, holding Julio Jones, and Atlanta lost a chance to win a game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mr. Cam Newton. Mm. Cam, we need to talk to you mm. about your clothes and mm. – Looking like a lucky charm and stuff. That mm. I just anyway. Did you see the gingerbread shoes he had on? Mm. Man, it looked like cookie dough. That was a new color green too. Yeah, I had never seen that color green. That was light mint. <laughs> Did you say light mint? <laughs> this is light, light mint. mint. Mother of mint. <laughs> <laughs> Mother of mint. So yeah, Cam Newton decides that he wants to go off because he keeps getting hit. And he doesn't like it. And he feels like other quarterbacks are getting hit and they get the calls. He doesn't get the calls. Let's start with Cam. Do you agree with Cam? Um, I can say that I agree partly. Um, the part that I don't agree with is is football. If we if we rewind the clock ten years, fifteen years, twenty years ago, for me, that was true football. Okay. Football is a contact sport. That's true. Very true. When they bought in all of these rules, it just seemed to dilute the actual sport of football. That's very true. So 
for me to hear a, a football player complaining about getting hit. A 6'5", 250-something pound football player. Go play basketball. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't have nothing to say to that. So... I, that's that's the part I don't agree with. I don't I don't like the complaining about getting hit. The part I do agree on is there are sometimes, well, there are a lot of times that Cam Newton won't get the call that yeah. other quarterbacks will get the mm-hmm. call for. So I do agree with him on that. And I watched the game last week. Well, not watch, but um, <clears throat> I saw some of the game last week. I saw that play when Calais Campbell hit him in the knee. I knew that was a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the refs just looked at it and just kept moving. I'm not going to lie. I'd be upset. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, because you could mess up your ACL, all that stuff. We saw what happened with Tom Brady. Right. You know, in his fake blue. Right. You know, Tom Brady, he got hit in the knee. It was over for the for the whole year. Cam, you know, he, he got to be concerned with his incentives and his pay. You know, his pay. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with him being upset about it. I do have a problem with the way he went about it. Go to the press conference, almost snitch. <laughs> no, just being honest, he, he pretty much snitched. Like he, he snitched a little bit. He was like, and I'm going to talk to Roger right. Goodell. Right. I'm he, telling on y'all. He was like the guy when you was in the back of the classroom and y'all was playing pencil pop and you broke his pencil and wouldn't give him another one. So he was like, <laughs> I'm going to go tell the teacher. Like, But you was over here involved too. Right. Uh, I don't like the way he did it. I thought that was kind of soft. It reminded me of LeBron James when. Uh, oh no! When uh, do you remember last year when? Uh, what's my guy that's keep kicking people in the in the uh, growing area? Who are we talking about here? Uh, um, for the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green. <laughs> so 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 when so when <laughs> kicking people in the growing areas is the best way I can put that. So so Draymond Green, right? He gets into that scuffle with LeBron James in the, in the finals last year. Right. LeBron goes to the press conference and says, I hope the league stands up and do something because this is unacceptable. I, I put it in the same realm. Like, you really snitching like that? Like, you one of the golden boys. You really don't need to say nothing. Right. But, okay, you want to say something. I agree. But uh, with, with, with the Cam, going back to the Cam Newton situation. Uh-huh. How do you feel about the refs being that involved? I mean, there there are certain plays where the the referees bail another team out. Yeah. I, I, do you really want them to be that involved in the game? I I honestly don't like when the referees are involved. Once again, it goes back to this is football. Yeah. It's a contact sport. Let these boys play. So what about let me ask you this question. What about basketball? This is a different issue with the referees in basketball, but it's still a very similar issue. People have an issue with the referees and the calls they have. So, talking, speaking on basketball, I can say this. I hate LeBron James. I do, too. Okay, so we can go back to football now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about him I just don't like. I don't like. Okay, let's let's talk about LeBron James real quick. Okay. This is one thing I say about LeBron. I hate the fact that and, and he's not the only one. A lot of people do it. Mono Ginobili, uh, a bunch of folks do it. They will get, you know, fouled or it'd be ticky tack fouls a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they go talk to the ref. Like yeah. after every play, if you watch LeBron James, he goes to the ref. Immediately. He knows him by name. Hey, Chuck. 
Let me talk to you. Right. Hey, Marcus, did you just see that? Like, you know these guys, but hey, Marcus, hey, how's your wife doing? Hey, gonna see you at the Christmas party? Yeah, <laughs> all right now. Hey, Marcus, <laughs> did you just see that foul? Like, that bothers me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let the referees do their job. I don't need you campaigning for calls. Right. But at the same time, if you're trying to win a game, I, yeah, I can understand see, that it. That takes the sport out of it, though. Good point. That takes the sport out of it. Let the boys play. Like we, you. I mean, you just can't be here blowing whistles all. Yeah. Like, like. So this is this is what we talking about basketball. This is what I compare good basketball to. There's been a video uh, circulating on some social medias mm-hmm. of a game that no one got to see. And it was Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry mm. Bird. I think it was like a practice session for the for the Team USA when they were playing for the Olympics. Okay. Have you seen that? No. Nah. So it's a it's a they're in practice, and Magic Johnson is saying I'm the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Jordan is saying Nah, it's a new sheriff in town. Okay. So they do a five on five game, and I I, I don't think I'm mistaken. No refs. They just playing ball. Okay. Playground That's style. Ba- playground style. That's basketball. So when I fast forward to somebody who's saying that they're the best in the league, they're the best, they're they're the best NBA player it is, LeBron James, which he's not. <laughs> it frustrates me to see him go to the referee every play. Yeah. It frustrates me to see him to flop. Fl- I mean like the flop. Flop need a new word now. It has to have a new name for what it LeBron. Don't even have the same impact no it, more. It doesn't. It doesn't. So it, it's crazy. That's why I think the the refs. It it, it kind of takes the sport out of it to to just call anything and everything. That's true, but uh, you know, just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying on the other side because okay. I do agree with you. Okay, but are we expecting too much of the refs? They're imperfect people. True. Trying to call a perfect game. True. That's just hard. I mean, well, see, see, when in doubt, don't blow the whistle. But Ooh, then that goes right yeah, back uh, to you're I, right. I, I, I see where we, I see where we're going with this. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I, I watched that. If you you don't know what we're talking about, go back watch Seattle versus Seattle right. Seahawks versus Atlanta Falcons. That's exactly what they did. They, they said did the it's the final moments. Let me not blow the whistle, even though it was blatant. Yeah. Even though it was blatant. Mm. See, it's ugly. It's like we need the referees, but you don't want them too involved in the game. You're right. Because even, especially in basketball, if the referees are overly involved, it's going to be a long, boring game. You're right. I just watched one, uh, the Atlanta Hawks versus Sacramento Kings. Well, I think Sacramento, I think the Atlanta Hawks shot like 55 free throws. I don't want to watch that. Right. You know, they too involved, but you want to see them make the obvious calls. That's true. You're right. You're right. Win. You're right. But sometimes, I don't know. Have you ever watched a game where the team you're rooting for benefited from a referee call? To be honest, I can say no. Really? I can say no. I have. I can say that, 
You know what? I thought about that. I thought about that last week when I was when I was watching that the the replays from uh, the Falcons and uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. and I actually thought about that. I thought about man, have I ever watched a game where the team that I wanted to win actually benefited from a crazy call? And I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't think of one. I I have one. Um, first of all, let me, let me preface this. Okay. I hate LeBron James. <laughs> I, we just got to put that out there. You know, disclaimer. Gotcha. Um, so, I, I like Miami Heat because my family, you know, my father's side of my family is from Miami. Okay. I like the Miami Heat, especially with Dwayne Wade. And it was Lamar Odom, Shaq, and all them. Right. So, the, the ring that Dwayne Wade won, you know, without, you know, the hairline. Right. You know, that one, I remember that final game. Dwayne Wade drives to the hole in between, like, and they were playing the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, Dwayne Wade does what he does. He gets into the hole, makes the layup, and they call the foul. I watched that replay six times. Ain't no foul. What, ain't nobody touch him? No. <laughs> no, go back and watch it. Like, it's, it's blatant. And you saw all the Mavericks turn around like, what? <laughs> and then when people was coming to me and they was like, oh, so you rooting for uh, Miami? That wasn't no foul. I'm like, oh man, you expect the referees to be so perfect. Right. They're gonna miss sometimes. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say. Right. I didn't know what to say because I knew they won that game because the refs were overly involved and they thought one of the stars in the NBA got fouled and they called it. Okay. And it costs, I'm not gonna say it costs Dallas a championship because Dwayne Wade was just feeling himself that that series, but uh, it cost them that game. Yeah, right. it did. Okay, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think the stars of a game, whether it's basketball, football, the stars of the game, do the refs watch them or favor them on calls than, than they would someone who's not a star? Yeah, Jordan rules. Jordan gotcha. rules. I hated Jordan when I was growing up. Right. A little bit for different reasons. I, I hated Jordan because he was so good and – you know, whenever he played the Hawks, he would just trash it. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Right. I don't even buy Jordans now. Yeah, I still don't buy Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So, yeah, it all started with the Jordan rules, you know what I'm saying, that the Pistons was beating them up. You know, they got to call a little closer. This the star of the NBA. You got to let, you know, you got to let them cook a little bit. Right. So, they'll call some fouls so you can back up off of them. You think twice about fouling them hard. Right. It's, it's spiraled out of control. So, so now all stars, if you a top five star in the NBA, which I consider, what, uh, the hairline, Stephen Curry, you know, KD, those mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. Uh, um, the eyebrow on them. The unibrow. Yeah, yeah, the unibrow. <laughs> I'm not calling his name until he can stay healthy for a full season. Right. Um, but, yeah, all those guys – they get the slightest calls because you just look at them like they're that good. They had to get fouled, like especially if they miss a shot. You know, trust me, I watch it with LeBron. Like I've seen, I've seen teams defend him well, and you know because he's a freight train. One person jumps up, another person jumps up. He basically runs into the other guy, and they call a foul. And, and I'm like, what can you do? You can't do nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're called closely. Um it, it's even to the point where I think that if you want to win, you have to have a superstar because you got to get superstar calls, especially in basketball. And I take that back. Even in football, like if you look at Tom Brady, every time he gets hit, he turns around, talks to the refs, 
Uh, Cam Newton, he does it. Talks to the refs. Uh, somebody else on there. Peyton Manning was definitely like, I mean, he had the refs beeper number. Like, they came over to his house just to hang out. They there right now. You, you, you dig? He over there cooking muffins and, and trying to sell them Papa John stock. Yeah, <laughs> right now. So, so, so that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. And then you brought it back to Cam Newton. So, why aren't they doing that for him? I don't know, but I definitely ain't finna say black because he already told us the black doesn't matter. He already done told us that. Look, I'm just, I'm, I'm not making the assumptions. That's what he said. He did say that. He said that uh, how does an eighth of an inch of skin separate all people? An so eighth I, of an inch. So I can't say that, you know. Um, uh-huh. That's what he said. So my thing is, I think it's his bravado. Okay. I think, you know, people remember all that dabbing you did last year. Yeah. I think they remember all of the, which is bad because I do say Cam does a lot for the community. You know, mm-hmm. he gave a lot of those footballs to little kids. Right. You know, much props to him. But I think a lot of people remember that bravado, that attitude that you had. That air about him. Yeah. I, I think it rubs people the wrong way. Um, On top of the fact that I think he's so big. Like, let's be honest. As many times as we've seen Cam Newton hit – I probably seen him twice as many times hit somebody else. Run over somebody. Yeah, and I think I think there's a fine line there. Like you don't know when Cam is running, you know. Granted, the hit to the knee, that's a that's a flag no matter what. Right. Yeah, that's ACL. There's a lot of times when Cam Newton is outside the pocket and he wants a flag. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's like, do I pull up on a Cam Newton, six five, two fifty, run me over? Nah, no, thank you. Nah, you gonna take this hit? Yeah, man. I probably like yeah. Think about it. a lot of these defensive players. They got kids. Their kids is at home watching TV. They gotta go to school on Monday. You don't want to go home. Hey, I saw your dad get ran over, <laughs> and he dabbed on your dad. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna have that. My kids is at home watching this. No, you finna get a pop. You gonna take? I'm gonna take this penalty. I'm gonna take the penalty. You right. take the penalty. That's that's a good point. That's I look at point. the Falcons game when you know his bravado. Caused him to jog into the end zone. He got popped mm-hmm. and concussed. Mm-hmm. I think it's part him. I hate to say that because I like, I, I, you know, I like his style of play. You're right. He's fun to watch, but right. I think it also costs him too. I think people look at him like you big, you can handle it. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. For example, me and you married, right? Right. Not each <laughs> other. Yeah, that didn't come off right. <laughs> yeah. That, scratch it. Scratch it. Scratch it. Scratch it. Scratch it. All right. Rewind. Uh, I have a wife, and you have a wife. Right. All right. Has your wife ever playfully hit you, and it hurts? Absolutely. And then you looking at her like, yo, what are you doing? And they looking at you like, ah, it didn't hurt. And inside, you screaming. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's similar. I think a lot of people look at Cam Newton when he gets hit and just assume he's good. Hurt. Right. It's not fair. It's not fair. But let's be honest. Right now, you're not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or even Phillip Rivers who complains to refs. You're just not. And you're not the only one that gets them calls. I saw – I don't know if you saw it. um, Some of Pittsburgh – some of the Pittsburgh teammates came to the defense and was like, look, Ben Roethlisberger get hit all day. All day. That is true. All day. Ben takes some hits. Yes. But that's a house. You hit that a house is. when you hit Ben. 
and I've seen him get popped and he doesn't move. <laughs> and I think it's a similar issue. I think, I think, you know what I'm saying? You have to lay wood to, I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> you got to really pop Ben Roethlisberger. You do. Because otherwise you won't be able to tackle You're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. I think it's the same, th- same thing with Cam Newton. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. But again, like I said, it's all on, I think it's Cam's bravado is what causing that extra. I'm going to tell you, I'm a Falcons fan. Matt Ryan has got his tail whooped the last three seasons consistently. Consistently. He, he don't hits. get no calls, all right? That's true. And he is white bread, all right? Yeah. Look like he got a pair of cowboy boots in the, in the closet. That he brings out every once in a while, and he likes apple pie with a box of wine. Mm-hmm. This is Matt Ryan. He don't get no calls. Mm-hmm. You're right. He don't get again, calls. I think it's Cam's bravado. That's a good point. It's I, not, I'm, it's I, not getting them. I may be forced to agree with you on that one. But you know, should he get them calls? I agree with you. He should. I mean, the 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 call is the call. I mean, if you hit somebody in the knee, it's a it's flat. You need to treat everybody the same way. Right. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not even across the board. Exactly. But it should be. Right. Um so I before we move on to the to the to the next, because you made a good point talking about reps and, and um you know, them messing up and you don't want them openly involved. Do you think that the fact that we have these new ten eighty HP televisions, do you think that makes it harder on the refs or make us harder on the refs? Like before, you know, black and white TV with the VHF and you know tubes and all that stuff. You young kids might not even remember. God, I'm old. <laughs> getting there. You're getting there. I just realized kids don't know the little dial. They don't know nothing about that. So, they don't know about the pliers. Yeah, the little pliers on the TV. <laughs> so you got the little VH dial and all that. You couldn't really tell if that was a foul or not. But now, man, I'm talking about these screens are clear. We can tell before the ref can tell. Yeah. Do you think that makes us harder on the refs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like you said, going back, I mean, there 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 was a replay, but it wasn't it wasn't clear. Yeah. We just, you know, it was a a foul is a foul, a flag is a flag. Exactly. But now that they have those different type of replays, now we can see the booger and somebody knows. <laughs> this we, is true. Yeah, we I mean we, we're very hypocritical, not hypocritical, but we're very critical about what happens and what calls are being made. We can see where the row game begins and ends on LeBron James' head. I, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, you can see it. It's thinning Literally, right at the beginning. You can see his hair follicle, the one. <laughs> That's singular. I, I totally agree. I, I've said, I brought that up before because I think that uh, I'd say televisions and social media has been really bad on refs. Mm-hmm. Because I can watch some on TV. I got DVR. I can rewind it. I can play it. I can zoom in. Then I can hop on Twitter and see other people talking or on Facebook and see everybody. You see that play? You see that play? And then we replay it, replay it. It's hard on the rails. I mean, like I said, they're imperfect people. And that's true. And 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 they don't have they don't have the the rewind button right there. You know, to access at that moment. Yeah. They're looking at something fast paced, and they have to make a split second decision. Very true. So I, I I think we are a little rough on them. Yeah, but they still horrible. I mean, at least we not uh, Josh Norman, who I don't know if you saw that <laughs> Josh Norman. He, I mean, he knew the referee's number on the back of his jersey. He Had knew his all. name. He called him out. Had it all. Uh, he went off in his press conference. He probably gonna Social. pay for that. He's probably gonna get fined. But 
you know, when you have when you have athletes talking about it, you got coaches talking about it, you got the media talking about it, we got Twitter, we got social media, I can rewind it, DVR, watch the replay of it. It's, it's hard on refs. I ain't going to lie. You know, maybe they should go to full-time refs. Pay them for the whole year. Make it their job to do refereeing. What they supposed to do. Yeah, because right now they're just really part-time. I mean, they referee those games. Uh, basketball is a little different. They pretty much do that almost a whole year outside of like four or five months. But, you know, I, I do think something needs to be better for the referee, but I do think we're too hard on them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we are hard on them. But at the same time um, – they do got to swallow that whistle a little bit. They do. They do. Because, I mean, and and they got to start. Like I said, even though I said that, you know, they have a split second to make a decision. This is what you get paid to do. Mm-hmm. This is this is your profession. Yep. You chose this. Very true. Do your job. Yeah, very true. Very true. Especially the flopping in the NBA. That's just oh, got bad. On. It's horrible. The flopping is terrible. There's no, I mean, there's no way that they shouldn't just be able to look and say, okay, this is this is too far. Like, like it's gotten far, like, it's like real far. Teague is not finna run up on LeBron James and sling him into the first row of the arena. Like it's I just know, not. I know gonna that happen. exact play. It's not gonna happen. And then LeBron like went into the first row. He looked like he was ah ah. That's the noise it made. Too. Down, what noise like, was it? What uh, noise was it? Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and he just laid there like, y'all help me up. It's Jeff Teague. The flopping has gotten out of control. But then again, like I said, the referees have become a part of the game. Does it take away from the sport? I think you make a great point on that. Yeah. You no, know, it just is what it is. Other things that take away from the game. Derek Rose, uh, you know, he's a New York Nick now. And, you know, he's a happy man because his uh, lawsuit or sexual assault or rape lawsuit is over. Mm-hmm. The girl, um, they threw, I don't know if they threw it out or they just voted and they ruled in favor of Derrick Rose. I'm not going to get all into the details of the case, but do you think it's just too many athletes involved in sexual assault? Um, I think that, I think that, in a in 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 a sense, it kind of comes with the superstardom. Okay. Uh, okay. Go on. The reason I say that is because, as superstars, they love to be around women. This is true. The money brings the women in. Also true. And you have to, at some point, sit back and say, "Okay, I'm Derrick Rose. Okay, I'm." Kobe Bryant. Okay, um whoever else. But you have to you have to be you have to know that this is going to happen. If I'm hooking up with a bunch of girls, somebody going to say something cuz I got money. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good point. A good so, point. I don't want to say that in some 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 sometimes they may bring this on themselves because I, but I mean you like I said you have to know going into it that this could possibly happen. If I'm hooking up with five girls a week, one of them going to claim right. Right. If if I'm hooking up with this girl and this girl want to hook up with me and I shoot her down, she might claim right. 
Oh, like uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Nelson Aguilar of the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, who went to a club of dancing variety, mm-hmm. and because he decided I don't want no kind of dance from you, mm-hmm. she claimed sexual assault. Yep, she feels salty now. Yeah, she's salty. Done embarrassed her. Yep, it, it um, it's bad. It's bad. Um, you kind of mentioned something about money and how money attracts a certain crowd mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. While I agree with that, um, do you think bringing up money and the women that do claim false rape, do you think that waters down what rape and sexual assault is? Hmm. Like, do it make us second guess? Like, whenever I see a celebrity and sexual assault come up, I'm not going to lie, I'll, I'll, I'm a little hesitant to be like, he did it. You know, it's very different. Like when I'm watching Law and Order SVU, like I know he did it. He did it. He did it. Right. As soon as I hear that bloom, bloom. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Well, see, I, I, I don't, I don't say he did it because, um, I guess it, my thinking would be if, 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 if I was a superstar and I was out here you know, doing these type of things or having these activities with, with women is why would I sexually assault you when there's 10 more waiting over here? It's a good point. That's the, um, what's my guy, Darren Sharper. Like we learned later on after his career that Darren Sharper was a serial rapist. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's it, true. in the essence of the word, he was a serial he rapist. Serial I mean, badly. I mean, he went across the country raping. That's what he did. Play a game at one o'clock, end at five, go rape a woman at seven. That was his part time job. Yeah, this is what he was doing. You and 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 you know what I'm saying. Everybody know I'm straight, man. You look at Darren Sharp, he's a good looking guy. He dated people like Gabrielle Union, like he was sought after. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder, like, why did you have to? Right. Because you had, you know. But I know a lot of people say that rape and sexual assault has a lot to do with power. That's true, too. That's an excellent point. I I understand that. They just want to feel that power. But I also know that, uh, all right, I'm going to just say it. You know, I feel like I'm beating around the bush. Mm -hmm. There's there's this power that happens in rape when it's the person that's doing the assaulting. We know about that. Okay. There's also a power that comes in being a victim. Good point. Where some people, when they want that attention, when they want uh, to get back at you, when they want uh, TV time, acknowledgement, they will claim rape because they know that being a victim gives them some sort of power. Some power. That's true. I know people are going to dislike me for saying that because, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, but, you know, they're going to say I'm appropriating rape culture. Uh, I'll define that later because I okay. didn't know what it okay. was. Okay. You don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. All right, so we had to look it up because I've been hearing it. But, you know, I'm not blaming victims, but what I'm saying, there's a power in being a victim. Right. Like, yeah, think about it. If I'm a woman who don't get no attention or don't get the attention that I like, my father probably ain't around and all that other stuff, you know, hey, man, I can claim rape and get all the TV time I want. And be on CNN, I could become popular overnight. Right. And I won't go to jail for it. That's true. So, along with that, why is it that, and and I haven't looked into 
too many of these rape cases with superstars. But from from the ones that I've seen, why is it that they come out so so many years later? That's a good question. Um, one of the biggest reasons, and like I said, you know, this show is slightly misogynistic. I don't care. It's my podcast. <laughs> you don't like it. It's Stop yours. Listening. It's yours. You know, but um, a, a big part of that is, you know, women are ashamed when they are sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. So they come out later because they may not have the courage to at the time. You got to think about when well, you're dealing with powerful people, too. You probably don't want to ruffle the wrong feathers. That's true. You know, I feel sad for those type of things. My problem is when you come, when you bring up the case later. I want to see that person who's done some sexual assaulting. I want them in jail. You understand? I got a wife. I have a mother. I don't need this person walking the streets. Right. What bothers me is when you say he don't have to go to jail. Let me just sue you. So you want the sexual assaultant's money. Right. But they ain't got to go to jail. Right. I do have a problem with that. I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm just saying I, I personally have a problem with it. Gotcha. Like in Derrick Rose's case. That woman came out. She purely said, I just want to sue. I don't want to bring criminal charges against him. Why? So with that being said, does that kind of insinuate that this may not be real? Because if, 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 if someone raped, not me, if someone raped someone, that's very emotional. You you can't say, okay, I don't want this person to go to jail. I just want money. Does that kind of give the does that kind of give the air of okay, this might not be real? That's a good question. I mean, it, I'm not gonna lie, it makes me pause for a second. Got you. Because me personally, I look at um, sexual assault and rape like that's a disgusting thing. You need to go under the jail. Yeah, I mean, I've watched movies as an adult and seen recreation of sexual assault and I have to turn my head to I just can't watch it mm-hmm. that's disgusting right so I don't quite understand how somebody would be like yeah I'm good if you give me this you know six five seventy million or whatever like nah can this clown get put in jail if he did it like can he go to jail right I don't need him walking the streets I'm sorry I just don't right like I don't need Bill Cosby coming to get my wife's pudding pop. Like put <laughs> put him in jail. He gotta go. She do not need a glass of water. She's fine. Yeah. I was proud of when the police put Darren Sharper away. Like they came a lot of women came in later on that case. That's true. They all was like, put him in jail. Mm-hmm. He's in jail. Thank you. Good mm-hmm. job. I have a problem with these guys like Derek Rose. If you really claiming that this man sexually assaulted you, then you, you just want that person money? to go to no, jail. I don't want him to go to jail. Right. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I have a problem with that. But what we're doing on the show uh, supposedly is called we're appropriating rape culture. So I kind of I kind of did some, you know, I looked up the definition because we didn't know what it was. I've been hearing it a lot, you know, from feminists. So here's what rape culture is just for everybody. All right, rape culture is a setting in which rape is normalized due to societal beliefs on sexuality and gender. It, here's what is included in rape culture. Victim blaming, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Sexual objectification. Uh, trivializing or denying widespread, widespread rape. 
refusing to acknowledge the harm caused by forms of sexual violence or any combination of these. Uh, when I read this, I'm not going to lie. No, let me ask you, when, when I read those things that's involved with rape culture, what do you think? Um, to be honest, this is the second time that I've heard that term. The first being not too long ago. I need like a, a, a dummy proof definition. <laughs> I do agree <laughs> with that. Like I, I need, uh, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know what it is. Like for example, okay, first they got the, um, the, the one that I, I supposedly just did victim blaming. Okay. They say that you cannot blame a victim because that's being a part of rape culture. Um, when, when, when a person, um, is no longer a victim. So I'm just speaking in the cases where the, everything was found not true, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. uh, like the case with Brian Banks, uh, the California star linebacker who got accused, sent to jail for, I want to say 10 years. Yeah, he was in there for a while. And then they just found out the girl just lied about everything. Right. Like at that point, is she no, is she not no longer a victim? She's not a victim. So, you know, I, I understand what they're saying. They're saying you can't say, oh, you got raped because you're wearing a short dress. I get uh, that. Okay. You gotcha. can't do that. You can't gotcha. do that. You can't say that. That's being a part of rape culture. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I, I question when someone's a victim anymore. Like this, this, this issue with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose got accused. The case was found in favor of Derrick Rose. Mm -hmm. I cool. Now Derrick Rose's name has been tarnished. Right. So when I Google Derrick Rose, I'm going to see some awesome basketball plays. I'm also going to see a rape allegation. Exactly. Her name is not attached to it. Right. Like anywhere. Yeah. Matter of fact, they made sure to only call her Jane Doe and everything. Yep. Off the books. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's rape. I don't know if that's victim blaming. Because to me, you're not a victim no more. Matter of fact, you're... You're the sexual assaulter. Like, yeah, you you should probably do some time for that. And I've said that too. I, I think that if more people, and I'm not going to say women, because men uh, supposedly do it too, but if you accuse somebody of sexual assault or rape. Men do what? Uh, accuse women of sexual assault. I'm just going by the numbers. I don't know what dude does. does. <laughs> 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 I'm going by the numbers. Okay. The okay. numbers say it happens in men and women. Okay. I just don't think it's okay. a lot of men. Okay. Uh, that's a whole other story about okay. how we oh. view a man if he's, you know. That's the next show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when it when a person makes a false claim, I think that that person should go to jail, and it will probably reduce the number of false claims. False there. claims. Yeah, I agree. Because a person could just false claim and then, you know, it come out later that it wasn't true. And they just go about their business. Right. Like, it's okay. But you've ruined someone else's name. Right. I, I think that's one of the things that I don't I don't know if rape culture consists of that. Uh, but I have a question because, I, I, I mean, I have a wife. I have sisters. Mm -hmm. I have mother, cousins, all that. Right. And, and women in my life that I care about. You also have children. Right. Um, I have said that, you know, you have to teach, uh, especially women, 
certain rules and regulations of life so that they can avoid these situations. Mm -hmm. I have been told that I am a part of rape culture if I do that because I am what they call slut shaming. Hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Like, for example, I would tell my wife, if you're going out, always be around your friends. Don't drink anything from anybody. Don't go outside by yourself. <laughs> you know, right. that type of stuff. Right. People, they, they like, well, you can't tell a woman what not to do. You should tell men not to rape. Well, in my opinion, there are rapists out here. I, I don't, I can't. You're protecting your wife. You're, you're, you have an interest for your wife. Why wouldn't you? But see, if you do that, you are a part of rape culture. Okay, well, I guess that, that I, I would have to say that they may put me in that category as well because when my wife goes out with my two daughters, I go down the list, hey, make sure this is mm -hmm. done, you know, make sure you take care of this, make sure you watch this, especially if they're going out at night. Yeah. Because on the reverse side of it, if I don't go down that list and something happens, then I'm going to beat myself up because I didn't say, Ooh, hey, make sure point. you do this, make sure you do that. Good point. Good. Ooh, good point. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they may have to put me in that category as well because I don't, I don't think that's something that I'll stop doing. Yeah, I guess what they're saying is we're not holding uh, the rapist accountable and basically being like, well, teach your sons not to rape. Mm -mm. I don't know if there's any parents walking around teaching their it's sons rape to their sons. Yeah. Hey, son, here's how you rape. I don't, you know, but I do agree that there are some things that are driven around sexual assault right. that men can do better. Right. Uh, you know, the term locker room talk came out, you know, how you talk about women around right. sons is, is, is understandable because it right. avoids objectifying them. But, you know, I'm going to continue to tell the women in my life, uh, how to avoid these situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then just to, just to go back there, I, I think that when you have situations where, like you say, people teach, teach your sons not to rape. Um, I think that in some circumstances that, that, that can be looked at as uh, some, some, some men uh, may teach their children or teach their young boys that women are just objects or, Ooh, or that they have yeah. no value. So that's true. That's true. They grow up as, you know, you just an object, you not a person. Yeah. So that, that can play a part in how a person grows up and view a woman. That's very true. But going back to, to what we were talking about earlier, I'm, I'm not going to stop telling my wife and kids what, you know, what I think that, that they need to do to help protect them. Exactly. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to totally agree. And like I said, you, you have more women in, in your immediate life than, than I do, you know, as far as you having uh, daughters. Right. You know, I, I prefer to tell my, uh, you know, the women in my life exactly how to move because I always liken it to this. Will I go on a dark alley uh, by myself and count out a thousand dollars in twenties? Right. No, not going to happen. You know why? Cause I'm probably going to get knocked out. Right. Quick story. Uh, on, on, you know, you're not, if you're not from Atlanta, you may have heard about the street bankhead. All right. All right. So on bankhead was a club called club crucial. Crucial. Uh, I remember driving by. I'm not going to say what I was doing on Bankhead at that time of night. But um, I think I was going to see a friend. 
Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, so so I drove by and I pulled over to the side because I think I had to like find my phone. Phone had to fail somewhere. Okay. And I remember pulling up right in front of Club Cruise, you know, the line gets out there. Mm-hmm. And I never forget I saw this guy yell out, Hey, 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 does anybody have change for a hundred? The dude mm-hmm. was knocked out in like five seconds. Matter like of seconds. Somebody came and they sucker punched him and he was out cold and he no longer had $100. It was minus 100 Here's my point. There are ways to operate as a man to avoid those situations. Right. I'm going to tell, in similar fashion, I'm going to tell the women in my life, there's certain ways to operate to avoid certain situations. Mm-hmm. There's certain ways, like I even tell my wife, Make sure that if you're going to your car, you have your keys out. If you're going to the house door, have your keys, have your out. keys out. You understand? Okay, absolutely. You know, be aware of your surroundings. That's not to say that I'm saying it's okay for rapists to be out here, but understand that they do exist. Right. And they're not going nowhere. And prepare. Be prepared. Be prepared. I yeah. mean, it, like you said, if you if you have your keys in your in your hand when you go into the car, if you have your keys in your hand when you go into the door. That, that that's less time that you have to stand out there in the dark trying exactly. to fumble and find them. Exactly. My wife even has a rule. She does not she does not park near what she calls rapist vans. But you know the <laughs> vans where the where the door like slides yeah, open. Yeah, uh, yeah. She won't park next to them. Right. She refuses. She'll park somewhere else. I love that rule. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that puts me in rape culture because I'm telling my wife, you know, to avoid, you know, Certain situation where because she could be sexually assaulted, sexually objectified, or become a victim of rape. Well, so be it. Right, because you're trying to protect your wife. And and you know one thing I will say, uh, feminists got to stop telling men how to be men. Focus on women. It's okay. Stop telling men how to be men. We have other men in our lives to do that. And if they don't have men in their lives to do that, then that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. Period. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, as far as feminists, can they show a man how to be a man? No. I've, I've always said that that you a man cannot succeed in femininity and a, and a woman cannot succeed in masculinity. So what I mean by that is you can't have, like, a woman cannot teach a man how to be masculine. Right. You can only offer what a woman offers, which is a lot of times empathy, compassion. Like when I got married, my wife helped me emotionally so much. Right. I didn't know that much. I was that much of a cold hearted jerk. Right. I learned when I got married right. because that's what a woman adds. But a man adds certain certain things to a man to a son. I don't think a woman can teach. I agree with that. So I'm not saying that a father has to be there, but a father figure has yeah, to be there. Absolutely, they need it. So no, nah, I don't believe. I don't believe I'm not even going to say just feminist. I don't think a woman can raise a son to be a man without a male energy there. Influence. They got to be able to show some a grandfather, uh your dad, uh his dad, uh, a cousin that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Something. I I I have I know my father. I have my father in my life, but right. I also got other men in my life that hold my feet to the fire. Right. And they tell me what it is. So no, I don't believe that. That's a whole nother story. That's gotcha. a whole nother deeper topic. Gotcha. Jesus. All right, so we're gonna move on. Cause we don't we don't we don't talk about women. This done got real misogynistic. Um um look here. 
Stop raping, please. Okay, it's, please. It's, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That, please, because I don't. I don't need nothing to happen to the women in my life. On top of that, I don't need nobody to make me lose my religion. Absolutely. Because I promise you, I'm not gonna be so logical if, if I find out. Not at all. Just letting you know that now. That's the peaceful way I could put that. You're gonna be reading an article about me. <laughs> you, you understand? <laughs> you understand? And that's including my friends. If Cliff give me a call, I'll be like it's time to go. Right. It's time to go. <laughs> Period. I think that's the most we can say without incriminalizing ourselves. That's right. All right, let's move on. All right, man. To end our show, we always uh, end our show with our most popular segment, which is called the Man Law Violation Segment. Well, we like to hold men accountable. See, women. See, we like to hold men accountable, and and talk to them and. Just be like, you know, see when a man may or may not be in man law violation. Man law violation. A uh, man law is not something that we read. We do not study it as children, but you are embedded with it. And hopefully you have a man in your life that embeds you with most of those laws so you know how to operate. Correct. So here we go. We got one, and if we got a little time, we'll do a bonus one. Okay. All right. All right, our man law violation hovers around LeBron James. Who? Yeah, Hairline. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so Mr. Hairline, he, uh, Tristan Thompson is dating Khloe Kardashian. Okay. LeBron James does not too much care for that, so he doesn't want Khloe Kardashian at any of the Cavaliers games. Tristan Thompson has since confronted LeBron James and told him, I basically don't care, that's my woman. Whatever. I really don't care about the gossip part about this, but I have a question. Is it against man law to intervene in a friend's relationship? Even if you have good intentions, it's a man law for you to go to another man and say, I don't want your girl at the game. It's a man law for you to care that your friend girl is at the game. So it's a man law violation all the way around for LeBron James. Okay. Okay. Excuse me for hairline. <laughs> um, I agree. Um, I don't think that any man should really intervene in a friend's relationship. Um, I think there are extenuating circumstances, but those are minimal. Right. Like, hey, I know her. I think she got HIV. I probably need to tell you. That, that is not man law. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a story about her on Snap. Uh, I think she killed like her last three boyfriends. That is not a man law violation. Uh, but LeBron James coming to Trish Thompson basically saying like this ain't a good look for you or us as an organization. That nah nah nah. That ain't cool. That's a man law that, violation. That ain't cool. Um, I will even say that if if your friend is dating a garden a, a garden tool mm-hmm. or a former garden tool. Mm-hmm. It is still man law violation. You let your friend do what they would like to do. Right. Uh, you know, could you possibly bring those things up casually or something? I don't. You could. It may backfire on you. Right. Um, but actually telling somebody like, hey, I think your your now fiance is a garden tool or used to be one. Or I know some garden tool activities that they used to be involved in. Right. To me, that's violating man law. So, I don't think you do that. So, <clears throat> I, I see, I see where it could possibly work. But 
it has to be the right situation. So we're talking about Hairline and uh, what's the other guy name? Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Are they friends or are they just teammates, Ooh, associates? Good question. Good question. They could just be co-workers. So if they're co-workers, it's none of my business. I if agree. It, if it's my friend, somebody I've been around my most of my life, somebody I talk to daily, somebody that knows my story, I know their story, I still don't know if I'll say, hey, I don't think she should be here. But if she has previous garden tool activity, mm-hmm. then I, I probably would say something about it if they don't know about it. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question because you're actually a business owner, which we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. What if that person, um, what if that person that you're, what what if that former, that, that woman, let's not even just put her in a box. What if that woman could damage your job reputation, your business reputation. And it's it, it's my woman. Let me it, let me get it's this not, It's not your woman. Okay, let's say you got an employee. Okay. He brings around a woman right. that will hurt your business reputation because you've seen that per you've seen her damage other business reputations. Going through it right now. Okay. So I do business with a person. Okay. Uh, that person has someone in their life that me personally, I don't think is good for them okay. because it's damaging the business. Okay. Have I said something to them about it? No. There it is. W- will I say something to them about it? Probably not. Um, because once again, it goes back to I don't think that or, well, I know that we don't we have a business relationship. Right. It's not my. It's not a. It's not a good friend. It's not a. a, 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 a one of my my homeboys I've been around for, with forever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just through business that I deal with. Them. Yeah. So I have not said anything. Okay. So I think the general consensus among this episode of a podcast for for home field advantage is LeBron James, you are in violation of man law. Violation. You cannot confront Tristan Thompson about his woman. Sorry. You can't do it. Unless Khloe Kardashian has HIV. Then you, you can do it. Then you can do it. Matter of fact, LeBron James, you cannot do it. You got to tell one of your other teammates to do it because you're LeBron James and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Cool. So we got enough time. We're going to confront this other one. Uh, myself and Cliff was watching a video before this uh, podcast started. I don't know if you guys saw it, and I'll put a link in the description of the show. Um, there was a video of a six-foot alligator <laughs> that jumped into a swimming pool. <laughs> the problem was there was a couple in the swimming pool at the time. <laughs> All right. Soon as the six-foot-long alligator, six feet long alligator jumps into the swimming pool the man immediately jumps out pew he's out the, he's out the pool gone the woman tries to backstroke away from the alligator um and she gets stuck in the water and the alligator actually comes towards her and then there's another gentleman that enters the screen not the boyfriend he enters the screen and tries to save the woman 
uh, the alligator just kind of swims off. So I have this question on this final man law violation segment. <sighs> Did this man violate man law by jumping out the pool and leaving his woman in the pool? Whew, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. One, okay, so before I call a man law violation, for me, I have to play the scenario with me in it. Okay. For me to be able to call okay. man law violation. So I'm in the pool with my wife. Uh huh. Alligator jumps in. I'm by the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say that I'm going to get in front of the alligator and tell my wife to get out of the pool. Okay. That's what I want to say. <laughs> okay. But in that instance, <laughs> I'm probably just going to get out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> just keeping it real. I want to protect my wife. Okay. And get in front of the alligator. Okay. But I, I mean, I, I don't know how to keep it more real. Like I, realistically, I mean, it's an alligator. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, if we both die, who gonna take care of the kids? <laughs> Somebody got a little tell story. Somebody got a little tell story. Um, all right, before you give your final verdict, let, let me put my two cents in. Okay. Um, my first reaction was, man, not that he was, uh, he shouldn't have stuck around. Why was your girl so stupid that she thought she could outswim an alligator? Good point. All right, look at the video. She tried to backstroke her way. And really, she wasn't really backstroking. She just kind of like backed up. And you know you move slow in the water. She was actually going deeper into the water instead of towards the end of the pool. Right. She went to the opposite end of the pool when she was close to the ledge that her boyfriend just hopped out of. Right. That's my point number one. So point number one is you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's it. Number two is it made me think. As a man, have I prepared my family for a situation to happen like this right. so that they know what to do? Mm -hmm. Probably not because I'm not expecting the alligator to hop in the pool. Correct. It did make me think, and I do need to have a family meeting with my wife okay. to let her know what needs to happen. Right. Um, but I would still think that she should not expect her husband to get eight or a boyfriend or whoever he was. Instead, that we both survive. Right. The chances of us both surviving means we both need to get out of the pool. Exactly. Why are you still in the pool? You stupid. So e therefore, excellent point. Excellent point. So therefore, my ruling is he did not violate man law. Okay. He instinctually jumped out the pool. Jumped out the pool. I cannot knock you for that. And I think there's a moral to this story that that we as men. You know, we we I, I think at some point we have had the conversation um, because this could, scenario could play out in so many different ways. Okay. Whether you're in a swimming pool with an alligator, uh, okay. you're in the mall, you're at the gas station. It, I mean, this could play out any type of way, right. but you would just switch the swimming pool with any location mm -hmm. and you would switch the alligator with anything that could be dangerous. Yeah. So the the what 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 the conversation that I have with my family is is if you see me take off, oh yeah, follow suit. This is a rule. Follow suit. This is a rule. There's Don't. no where you going, babe. What you doing, babe? Wait a minute. What's going? 
Yeah. If you see me take off, there it is. And you decide not to follow me. That's true. I, I think I'm clear, man. Law. This is true, and that's another thing we don't we don't hear what happened. Like, did he hop out the pool and say, "Babe, get out the pool"? Right. And then she decided to backstroke. You know, so on her. That's right. You know, um, I, I showed this video to my wife. Okay. You know what her response was? What was her response? She's stupid. Excellent response. <laughs> um, listen, I'm not. My family is not a savage. I my wife knows that I would protect her. And to the point where I am even willing to go to jail in certain circumstances. I am willing to fight for my wife. Right. I don't know how to fight an alligator. <laughs> I've never seen one in purpose. I've never, I haven't prepared for that. I haven't read any books on it. Right. Alligators aren't even in the litter, in, in the syllabus when I was in high school. Right. I don't know how to approach this situation. What I do know is if I get out the water, I got a better chance of survival. Then in it's, the water. It's like seeing a rabbit Cujo looking dog and I have a pickup truck and me and you don't hop into the back of the pickup truck. This don't make any sense. Right. All right. So again, like I said, I don't think you violated man law. What what do you what say you? I will agree with you on this one. No man law was violated. All right. So the census of this one is no violation of man law. However, let me throw this in there now. I have to be fair to the women. Okay. The part that makes this bad. It's the other gentleman that came in and saved your girl. That makes it look yeah. bad. That makes it bad. Now, what I would prefer is he got out the water and then tried to get his get his wife out or try to distract the alligator. Right. This brave young skinny soul comes up and tries to save your wife almost to the point of going in the water. Right. Here's where we have an issue. I'm not sure that this is a man law violation, but it don't look good for you. And to be honest, you're probably going to get in trouble when you get back to the room. You're definitely getting in trouble. And you're getting to talking to. Definitely. It does not look good that another man came and saved your wife. You're right. I'm not saying that another man cannot save my wife. I'm just saying it shouldn't happen while I'm running away in fear for my life. That's true. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying all situations. Uh, somebody could be shooting. This gentleman could have on bulletproof everything, dressed like RoboCop. Who am I to interfere with him saving my wife? Right. This is not that situation. <laughs> he got on swim trucks just like you. You should have got out of that pool and threw like a chair in the pool. Something to distract the alligator. That man, if you watch the video, that man got out the water and we don't see him again in this video. He went north. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you might lose your girl. Yeah, you might lose your girl. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. So he didn't violate man law, but he might lose his girl. Right. All right. So LeBron James, you violated man law. Young uh, fellow who got away from the alligator, which let's be honest, his his wife is okay or girl, he's she's okay. Right. You did not violate man law, but you might lose your girl. That's the end of a podcast for home field advantage. Cliff, I appreciate you coming by. Man, anytime, I appreciate you having me. That means you got to come back on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There it is. We talked earlier about Cliff having a business. Let me let me first, again, I always tell y'all, I support businesses that I believe in, that I trust. I would not give y'all this business if I did not believe in it. When my water heater burst, Cliff came to the rescue for me because he has a business, and I'll let him tell you about it, but it works. And he looked out, and uh, uh, I 
wholeheartedly put my 100% uh, behind this company. And, you know, if you want the links and all that stuff, I'll put it in the description. But, Cliff, tell them about your business. All right. So I have a business. Uh, the name of it is Flood Medics Restoration. Uh, we handle any type of water damage, uh, fire damage, mold remediation, hurricane work. Uh, we go throughout the southeast. We worked in Florida, Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee. So we, uh, that, I mean, that's the gist of it. Any water damage, mold damage, fire damage, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'll definitely take care of you. Uh, like Mike said, and I appreciate everything, Mike. It's been such a pleasure knowing you over the years, and uh, you've been one of the best friends that I've that I have amongst our friends. We have a a, a, a nice group of friends, and mm -hmm. I just appreciate the way that you do support me, and and we look out for each other. There it is, there it is. I've been supporting this man for a long time. I was even in his wedding. Absolutely. We have stories about that wedding. We'll tell you later. Tell you another time. You know, speaking of stories. No, you know, we don't need to tell no more stories. You told man. one earlier we'll about we'll Bankhead. We don't need to tell no more stories. And I think I was there that night. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, so uh, do you have social media for Flood Medics? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could go to Flood Medics Restoration Services on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Flood Medics One. Uh, I, I don't have Twitter, uh, Snapchat. Uh, I just figured that out yesterday, so that's coming. Is it any more social media? I don't know, man. I'm watched at this point, man. I'm old. <laughs> I know I'm it. Old. It's, I it's hard to up. keep up. I can't keep up. So everybody, do me a favor. Cliff is not asking for money right now. He's not asking for donations. He's not asking for business. Do me a favor and just go like it on Facebook. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It's a button click. That's it. Flood Medics Restoration. Just click like. That's it. Click like. I promise you, he ain't going to flood your timeline with all kind of spam. He's not going to do none of that. None all of you got to do is go click like. Do that for me. Do that for a podcast for a home field advantage, and you'll be truly appreciated. Absolutely. Of course, you know where to find the show on SoundCloud. I want you to click subscribe. I am going to get on iTunes um, because I don't want to be a bum out here in these streets. So I'm going to get on iTunes as well. Um, Follow us at the number four HF Advantage on Twitter and on Instagram. On Facebook, find us for Home Field Advantage Sports Trash Talk and for Home Field Advantage Sports Talk. Um, that's it, man. I mean, I ain't got too much to say, man. I appreciate it again coming coming on the show. Man, thank you for having me. And y'all support, support my brother. Support my brother. I mean, this is when I'm talking about. We go back, we go back. We've been in accidents together. Oh, this we is We've crawled in the streets together with neck braces on. Oh, we didn't spent so much time together. Y'all go support my brother Mike, man. That's he's he's doing something wonderful here, and it's gonna blow up. And I'm gonna be right there next to him, hanging on to his coattail. I hope it blows up because I want to <laughs> interview LeBron James and find out why he doesn't have enough money to do a better job with his hairline. I'm, who are we talking about? Hairline. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I have an issue with that. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna grab your coattail on that one. I'm gonna leave. All right, man. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna head out. All right, man. That's it. Again, like Flood Medics Restoration on Facebook, and of course, you can follow my show for Home Field Advantage. This is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. We out. We out.